Jasper Jang, aka Gigi. This is Victoria, even though you can't see my face. And I'm Nika. And this is a word at the table. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a word at the Zoom call. I don't know what you call it. Because we're not yeah, at the same table. Vacation. In the Caribbean somewhere. Ooh, yes. All right. Mika had to use her husband's laptop, and for some reason, he just—he's always on vacation on his own. He's living his best life, you know. <laughs> I don't know how to change it. Maybe next week I'll figure it out. <laughs> I love it. You look really relaxed. I know, right? <laughs> so, um, yeah. Also, how's everyone doing? Everyone's goodie. I'm good. I'm t- getting more tired every day. I'm feeling big, but because um, the baby in my stomach. But <laughs> but I, I feel good in general. Yeah. Completely understandable. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Vic? I'm good. Like, you know, air drying my hair, so I'm not on camera. You know, black girl struggles. <laughs> How are you? I hear you. Um, yeah, and I'm doing good too, you know, taking it day by day. We're still in this kind of pandemic mode, but hey, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. I've been adjusting. Because I feel huh? like everyone, I said, are we still in pandemic mode though? Because I feel like everyone, when I say they do not care, they don't, they don't wear their masks. They be all up in people's faces. They be hugging people. They be like, you know, oh, I don't think anybody cares anymore. No one cares. I, yeah, I was going to say I agree with that because I still care, but people are coming more in my space, and I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. no. And you're going to look like like, uh, like a mean person if you're like, hey, guys, you know, <laughs> yeah. is still out so you can't come over. Mm-hmm. I don't know can. Right. I, I, yeah, I think still that that's so true. Like the world is starting to get a little bit more lenient, but I definitely still care. Like, I know that there have been more events and things that are going on, but I feel like even when you go to the event and people say, you know, social distancing and blah, 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 like nobody's social distancing, nobody, nobody has on their mask. So I still care. Um, you know, people are dying. There's still hot spots. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and I, I'm still quarantined. Is that this might lead to like um what are they like a relapse or something like a like a new strain or whatever like purges you know. yeah of the virus yeah mm-hmm. I mean it's kind of happening already mm-hmm. right I've been hearing about all these different cases and like these new forms of things that people are feeling I don't know yeah. Mm. Yep. So today, um, we were going to, well, we are going to um, kind of talk about a topic that we did before, kind of. It's um, politics. And um, I kind of stole this from my church group chat. Hey, hey, Church of the Harvest. Um, so, <laughs> I said, that's like half our audience. They're going to be like, what? You stole this? What? <laughs> right they're gonna be like mm, i think i said that yeah <laughs> i give you credit for it um so so yeah um 
so we were just talking about um, the different parties and like what they stand on and um, some of their policies and things like that. So recently, the Republican Party said that they are the anointed party, apparently. And I just wanted to talk about politics and how we go about it as Christians. And so, you know, there's a lot of religion in politics and a lot of politics and religion. And I think sometimes we can start to point the finger and start saying things to one another, like, you know, that's, you're not Christian and just judging one another for, um, you know, for our beliefs and what we're voting for. So um, in this current political climate, there's been a lot of different opinions that are being thrown around. And um, a lot of parties are using like biblical terms and biblical things to force their agendas on people. So, my first question is, how do you feel about the Republican Party saying they're the anointed party? Huh. Well, you know how I feel. Okay. <laughs> like, I, I feel like what they're doing is like fear mongering as like a last resort to get people to vote for them because it's so apparent that they're like, do you remember the Hunger Games and like the the rich people, the ridiculous rich people that just watched yes. all the districts just kill each other? That's them. Yes. That's mm -hmm. them. And they're like, oh, God wants you to vote for us. And it's like, no, no, you guys are lying. You guys lie about everything. You guys lied about COVID. You guys lied about, um, they, they, they falsify stats on unemployment. That's all they do. Mm. I don't know. You're a nuanced one? No. Right. I mean, and also, like, how did they come to the realization or the conclusion that they're the anointed party? I don't understand the basis of that, because even if you look at the basis of Christianity on love, I wouldn't say the Republican Party stands on love. So Ooh. to me, like, that, that's, that's already a contradiction right there. So it doesn't make sense to me at all. Because they even call our party snowflakes. Like, they're like, oh, you guys are bleeding hearts. And da -da. Yes! I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. People of God have bleeding hearts. We care. Yeah. Right? Like, I don't care if people are like, oh, that's not realistic. Da -da -da -da, woo -woo. Like, I'd rather us enact policies that you may think are unrealistic and help people than you um, taking away rights and you taking away opportunities for what big business or like the, the capitalism profit mm -hmm. yeah and they i don't think care that, about health care right and i think that the republicans like they they hang their hats on pro-life and they just put that as oh because we're pro-life that means that's what god wants is it really like, yeah, God cares about all lives, yes, but it's not just that. And God is not just, he doesn't say just do care about this one thing and then disregard everything else. So it doesn't, it, like, I'm not saying that the Democratic Party is the anointed one instead. Oh, no, no, no one said it's that. It's not, <laughs> but it's, I think to me, it, neither party is the anointed party. And like for the amount of hate that the current Republicans um, spew, it is not based on Christian beliefs, or even if you want to say like um, Old Testament biblical beliefs. No, I don't think so. 
Mm-hmm. And like to um, piggyback on your point about pro-life, of course, they're not actually pro-life because if they were actually pro-life, DSS would have way more funding. Single moms wouldn't have to like run after baby daddies that didn't want to take care of their kids. Like, you know, mm-hmm. if you're going to take away my right to have a family before I'm ready, you can help me. Be that baby daddy for me or whatever, right? Like mm-hmm. help me with, with, with um, food, with... Um, like social security and stuff like that and really their their stance on pro-life is just like a punishment for your sin it's like how dare you you know be out there bumping and grinding just have that baby i don't care about you or that baby just just struggle you know exactly that's such a good point like they can care less about how you actually survive and how you actually Mm -hmm. take care of that child but they'll say like oh we're not gonna help you in any way and they're choosy when it comes to pro-life like they care about certain lives, like as a fetus, but Black Lives Matter is a problem. So, Black yeah. Lives Matter is a terrorist organization. Like we somehow uh, enact terror. I don't know how. Like if we're just saying, you know, hey, we matter. Oh my God! How does what? How? Like, what? Right. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make sense. And I think I, I saw something. Um, I forget what state, so I'm not going to mention the state name, but there is a state that passed a law. I think the law was passed maybe in 2017 or 18, but for some reason it came back up on the news. Um, And the law was that um, a man can sue a woman for having an abortion. And I was like... So, like, pretty much it left a loophole where technically a man who raped a woman could sue the woman for aborting um, a fetus. And That's it's like, yeah. <sighs> but, like, when you think about it, in that, oh, wait, were you, I'm sorry, were you done? No, I was going to say, it didn't say explicitly, like, you know, if a rapist, a rapist has the right to sue a woman who is aborting um, a pregnancy that was caused by the rape, but it just said that a man can sue for a woman aborting his child, or it's not, I don't know, if you want to call it a child or pregnancy, whatever, however they phrase it. Um, But I was shocked to read that. And that is disgusting because, like, when you think of, abortion rights not to get too off topic because i know we're talking about like politics in general but like when you think about abortion rights it's it only attacks women because it's like you got people that inseminate all these women and then just flee and live their best life they have almost i'm not gonna say like they don't like men do go to uh, jail for not paying child support but it's like Mm -hmm. most of the onus is on the woman and it's like like rape is about when it comes to suing um a woman for having an abortion even if you raped her rape is about power anyway it's not about sex and love it's about like i haha i messed you up like like i have power over you and and like um now you have i got uh, i got you pregnant and um you're trying to get away from me now i'm gonna sue you even more that's like that's like the laws in um middle eastern countries where it's like if you get raped you have to marry your rapist it's oppressive and it's only I feel like it's only targeting women. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's just so crazy. Like 
like it's like so much like pressure on the women but it's just like where is like the the same energy for the rapist like why are we like where is there no why is there no energy on telling like hey keep your hands to yourself like should like what the hell like what like your why hands are there... else yeah <laughs> right no. like how about you just stop raping people or molesting mm. people but then that goes to show that we as a society doesn't fully know what rape culture is. We don't know what it means to be a rape apologist. Like <clears throat> everybody, I'm not going to say everybody, but a lot of people, a lot of people know rape victims, but for some reason, nobody knows rapists. Like, like we excuse, mm-hmm. oh, he was just a kid. Oh, he just did this, that, and a third. Like rape culture mm-hmm. is, <clears throat> is not just like, you take a break and you 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 hit somebody over the head and you rape them. It's like when you violate somebody or whatever, and you don't understand that violation because like I'm a man and I wanted you and you know oh you was drunk anyway oh you had that on anyway da 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 like we don't understand how that ideal uh, how that i that way of thinking is wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. That's a good point. Hmm. Yeah. And I just think we just need to take better care. I mean, we're getting a little off topic, but just to take a little bit like more care for people that have been molested, raped, like have been raped. Um, I just feel like even when someone comes out, like there's sometimes there's like, like there's no understanding. There's always oh, is she telling the truth or here or whatever. Like there's so much um, backlash to it. And it's like, dang, how do you even expect this person to, um, you know, move forward if they're not even, they don't even have a safe space to be like, yo, I was, I was molested or I was raped. Like, I just think uh, even our culture with how we even react to it um, has to change. Because mm-hmm. like, know? I, I always, uh, not always, but for the most part, I take the stance that I believe women. Because like, for the, mo- for the most part, I'm not going to say there's never been a time, okay? But like, mm-hmm. for the most part, women just don't lie about that. Like, that's just like something not embarrassing but it's like it's it's personal and it can be very embarrassing like people just normal people don't lie about that i'm not saying that they're not crazy people vindictive people sometimes racist people hello like they they don't that that are not using rape allegations to um attack people but for the most part like i think that's few and far between for the most part i believe women especially when they come out and be like oh he made me uncomfortable da 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 Men don't realize when they do that. They don't realize when they that coercing sex is it can be rape. Like they don't realize that like like if a woman is too drunk, that could be rape. They don't realize that, you know. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So just tying back into what we're talking about as far as different parties and their policies, like obviously, you know, people are just manipulating. Um, their agenda, I mean, the scripture for their, their own agenda. And um, if Jesus was alive today, do you think he would have a political party? If Jesus was alive today, I think he would probably be in the detainment camps, because, right? Right? He would be in jail. Yeah. So, like, like, they wouldn't even let him speak. Yeah. And I feel like the same thing happened when he went to Rome, right? He was just living his best life, and then, like, the government was like, no, no, no. <laughs> like, you know? Yo. He just like he, like he would have been persecuted the same. I, I don't think that Jesus would affiliate with a political party. I think he would stand up for oppressed people. I think he would speak out against oppressed people. And maybe in his speaking out, um, 
different political parties would try to weaponize or use whatever he says to their advantage, but I don't think he would have a political party. Right, same. I don't think that um, he would be like, oh, okay, I stand with these policies, but I don't stand with this one. You know, Jesus was all about like loving one another and like you were saying, like saving the oppressed. And so I think that we just have to remember like we have to first love one another and also that it's about like spreading the gospel. So um, we can't just like, just say one party is one way and this is the right way and the other party's the wrong way. Um, so. Cause man is flawed. And like when, when man goes to like leadership and like, oh, let me govern, especially if you govern without the favor of the Lord, you're gonna be corrupt. I feel like it's just gonna happen. You know, you're gonna like want more mm-hmm. power and like dehumanize the people that you're supposed to be governing. You're gonna just see them as like a means to an end. And I'm like, you know, with co um, with the Republican Party, the one that's the anointed party, <laughs> whatever, you know, they were the ones that um, when COVID was like maybe like a month old into quarantine, they were the ones that were really were pushing this herd immunity thing. They were like, oh, well, herd immunity, herd immunity. Herd immunity also leads to millions of deaths because how yeah. you get herd immunity is you just allow the weak population to die. You want to continue right. the economy. That's exactly what the anointed party is talking about. That's what they really wanted to push for. Oh, whatever. And that was their response to COVID. So it's like, you know, you kind of, you don't see the, the value in human life, you know, right. when, when you're like that. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Right. And also just with our like, you know, differences in opinions, it just causes so much division, which is like complete opposite of what God wants and what he wants us, the world to look like. So, um, so when it comes to voting, how will you approach voting this coming up election? Lord. (laughs) And I'm, uh, I, I am giving the election to God because, like, I'm so not. When Bernie lost, I was really heartbroken because we had somebody who really cared about people. Even when COVID first hit, and like, you know, we were still doing the campaigns and stuff. I'm, I'm saying we, like, I was part of the game, but like, but you know, like the um the Bernie camp was still doing his campaign. Bernie was like, listen, there's like a epidemic going on. Like we, he wasn't, his first focus wasn't his campaign and like the election. His first focus was like getting food into the American people and like seeing what we can do to save lives. That, and then that's the leader we pushed out. So we have to like vote for vote Joe Biden, which is like, I'm upset about, but like, what can we do? We push out people who actually care about us, who actually care like, oh, you guys don't have healthcare? We should have healthcare. Like, you guys are in in jail for stupid things like you know yeah I I was I was not with Bernie the first time he ran because I thought his ideas yeah and they were just Mm -hmm. too grand and it seemed like moonshot ideas but like I feel like last year he can I connected with his agenda really well and also another person that I liked was Elizabeth Warren so to me, the two of them 
dropping out, mostly when Bernie dropped out, like after South Carolina, I was like, oh gosh, I felt, I felt heartbroken for him and for us as a people, because I, like this was pretty much his last chance to become president. Um, but I, I'm glad that he ran and he had such a loud voice because I think that um, a lot of like Democrats are adapting a lot of his ideas as mainstream. Things uh-huh. that were really far left now are like, oh, that that's actually something that um, can be discussed politically. It's not like uh-huh. as soon as you bring bring up, I don't know, universal health care, for instance, that they're just going to be like, oh, yeah, that's just like, you can't even bring that um, co- into a conversation. So, yeah, I feel the same way that um, we don't have a choice but to pick Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Um, I'm not a fan, like a huge fan of either of them. No, not at all. Um, but I also think that Trump is way more detrimental to um, us as a people, like Black people. And he's also just detrimental to America as a country. That's the stance of America in the world. Um, The stance of just, I don't know, human kindness and human decency. Because I feel like for me, when you assume a position of leadership, you put yourself at a higher standard and you set the tone for how people behave. And he just has no care for doing that and no, um, I don't know, no remorse when he does something wrong, no care for human kindness or human value. Like he's just all after himself. I can't even say his family, but I feel like it, he just cares about Donald Trump personally and maybe the Trump last name. Uh, but not necessarily people. I don't think he has yeah. the ability. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, and I think he definitely works on the hate so much. Like, he oh, just yeah. retweets things, retweets, like, um, you know, when people are, like, looting and things like that. It's just, he just really entices. mongering. He's trying to, uh, like, cr- cause derision like he's he's leading his supporters to do what he oh my god that's what adolf did that's what adolf did in germany he made everybody afraid or whatever oh follow me you know i can lead you to safety like that's what that's what the trump administration does like they just use fear-mongering as a way of uh convincing people to follow what they do yes i i actually i heard um uh, a piece on uh, it's an NPR podcast. Well, it's a radio show called The Brian Lehrer Show, um, and it's they. I think it was back in 2017. They did a, or maybe 2018. They did a profile, sort of dissecting the similarities between Trump and Adolf Hitler and Mussolini, mm. and there are some very glaring uh, yeah. similarities similarities and it's like is that what we want as a leader for the free world supposedly um i'm not all about like the way that america or americans historically has butted into every other country's business um but you know like somebody has to be the leader somebody has to assume leadership um 
but anyway, that, that's veering off another topic, but yeah, we can't have Trump again, but, and if we do, if, if Trump does get elected again, I am afraid of the reaction from far-right extremist um, supporters of Trump. Um, I think that reaction will be stronger than if um, Joe Biden were to lose and the heartbreak that Joe Biden supporters are going to feel. Because I don't think that Joe Biden has a core support group that is full of hate, per se, the same way that I see hate on the other side. Not to say that all Trump supporters are full of hate. I think there are some who are not necessarily what who are mentally ill <laughs> i don't believe that no i dead believe look at kanye look at, um, uh you ever seen that spike lee movie the five bloods i haven't watched it but i i have it on my list to watch no, i think there is a um a connection between trump supporters and mental illness it's you're either you're racist you're mentally ill or you are really misinformed. Like all you watch is Fox News. You don't know. You don't know what's going on outside besides the propaganda that that they feed you. They force down your throat. Yeah, I think it's the misinformed part, and also the fact that I think that some people are just they are ignorant, and I'm not equating ignorance with lack of education, but they're ignorant with like for example they've never re- they've never interacted with anybody outside of their culture and so everything that they believe about certain ta- certain groups or sects of people is based on what what they've seen in the media and they've only exposed themselves to the media like the fox news and the things that kind of reinforce their beliefs so I don't know if I would call those people like bad people or it's just like they're they're ignorant and like when they realize the error of their ways, which I don't understand still why they haven't realized it four years after 2016. But you know, no, honestly, I digress. if you it depends on the type of media you consume. If you just watch Fox News, if you just listen to Rush Limbaugh, if you just read the New York Post or the right. You'll all you'll consume is Trump lies. That is all you will consume, and then like you will believe what this man says. You'll believe that things are better under him. Talk to a talk to a black Trump supporter. They will literally tell you the gospel of Trump. And I feel like what (laughs) all all you all you just told me are lies. Like they're like oh Trump um before COVID like oh Trump uh lowered the unemployment rate you you talking about the unemployment rate that he inherited from obama he lied about that he didn't make that what are you talking about yeah that that i don't i don't i don't understand black trump supporters that that i have a hard time to like make the connection because i don't i don't get it that I can't you know like every time there's like a um did you see that video where it's a Trump rally or whatever, right? He's like, look at my African-American over there. Like, you're the one black guy. <laughs> he points you out. Like, come on, why did you call a person like that? Do you not love yourself? Let me, let me stop. Oh, Lord. He's like happy he got that 1%. Like, look, I do have African-American followers. Like, that's what he uses Kanye for. He's oh, like, yeah. look, 
look, come on, come on, black people, give me the votes. Like, I could do, do a whole show on Kanye. Because, <laughs> like, like, before, I was a Kanye stan order, right? Kanye was like, oh, um, look how, he has, like, this verse where he's like, oh, how white people, it's racist how white people parade you around, like, just because of your skin color, color or whatever. He's like, oh, now they love Kanye. Let's put them all in front of the store. Yes. <laughs> well, you don't need to look do with you right now, sir? Like, yes. You don't need to look mm-hmm. with you right now. That was another Kanye, Vic. That was college dropout, you know, graduation Kanye. We don't have that no more. We don't have him no more. He's gone. We don't know where he's at. We don't know what happened. Huh? He's in the sunken place. Right. I think, I honestly think the Kardashians are really the true get out. It's like once a black man goes in there, they come out funny. They come out weird. I think there's a psychology about being surrounded by people who don't understand you. I'm not going to say white people, but being around people who constantly are, um, you know, uh, I don't want to say like downplaying, but like, like they plant certain ideas in you or whatever, right? That's kind of like, you know, make, puts you in the sunken place. And it's like, if you have a black person of certain affluence and they're around certain crowds for a certain amount of time the reason that they become out of touch is not their money it's the people that they hang around with you know mm-hmm. right so, so like um for example like if you just have a bunch of yes men and no one says anything because like sometimes i feel like kanye says really crazy things and the people around him just don't say anything i'm like why are you guys just all just sitting there just watching him say all of these crazy things like i don't know i don't think he has anybody around him Oh, that one black guy on TMZ came at him, though. That one mm. black guy, like, told him, like, for you to say that slavery was a choice is, like, crazy. And mm. he was like, oh. Like, that was, like, the one person in a room full of people that actually said something. Black people always check Kanye, and then he's like, oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but that guy lost his job, didn't he? The TMZ guy? Did he? I don't know. I think so. Wow. Just for standing up for what's right. <sighs> but anyway, um, just some takeaways from this episode. Um, don't label parties as Christians or non-Christian. Um, we shouldn't be pressuring people into certain parties. You know, that voting choice is up to that individual and God. Like like you said, Nika, like you're going to talk to God about what to do and when you go into voting. Um, we still have to treat each other as brothers and sisters in Christ, even if there is a difference of opinion. And um, at the end of the day, it's really about who we follow and that's God, our Lord. Um, and the last point, it's kind of like a call to action type of thing, but, um, or hopefully one day we can get to this point, but just creating safe spaces for one another to talk about policies, um, like a, a safe space for um, differences of opinions and opinions and um, like still having understanding for one another and it's not causing division, but that there's understanding and that we can still look at each other as brothers and sisters. So, um, so yeah, do you guys have any other points you wanted to add or? Just register to vote, make sure you vote. Um, I think it's ridiculous when people don't vote, no matter who you vote for, vote. Right. That's it. And register now because they're messing with voter registration. Facts. All right. Well, 
All right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in. Um, always comment. Um, let us give us some topics if you want us to discuss. Um, also, follow us on IG and we have a Twitter, I think, and um, also Facebook. Um, and yeah, thanks for tuning in. Yeah, at a word at the table, just giving the username for give those us, platforms. Give us a word that you would like for us to talk at the table. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Hi everyone, this is Virginia, aka Gigi. And I'm Victoria. And this is Nita. And this is Where Is the Table. Bye everyone.